Mic checker, mic checker. One, two, one, two. Is the heck versus hell where the truth we tell? Let me hear you in the back. I want to hear you. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, heck yeah. Uh, uh, what is going on, everybody? It is Hector with heck versus hell where the truth we tell. You know we got to have some fun coming in here, right? So today is a beautiful day. We have had a couple conversations previously in very deep situations, very deep conversations. Today, I want to clear some of it up. This is going to be a really good one. You know, I even had to take some notes. I have my notepad right here. I had to take some notes so I could come on here and have this conversation with you wherever you are listening to this on Squeaker Radio, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, you know, all those good platforms. We still got a bunch more. I'm still um, getting used to the whole platform basis, but we are here back once again with another episode. So I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to name this one yet, but what I initially thought is the light of the world. Okay. The reason being because I want to clarify, this will not be some type of religion-based platform, you know, We're not here to try to tell you to come into a religion. We're not here to try to push a religion on you, push beliefs on you or anything like that, right? It's about truth telling. So a lot of it will come from foundation. Now, we understand there is a moral standard in every human being. We understand that it is written in our code. We understand not to do certain things. We understand all that. So... There is something greater than us, regardless of the fact if you want to be on here, you're listening to this right now, you may be an atheist or you may be in a religion in which I have no idea what it is. You know, there's many religions out here, Mormonism, Catholicism, uh, Muslim, Islam, right? Uh, Christianity, Buddhists, all types of stuff. So... This isn't anything that has to do with religion, and I wanted to clear that up because I've been listening to the recent episodes, right? And I do talk a lot about Jesus. I do talk a lot about Yeshua is is what his Arabic name was. I may be mispronouncing that, perhaps, but I do speak a lot about him. And if you are in any other religion... Almost every single religion, regardless where you are, will mention him, will talk about him. That isn't a coincidence. Okay? So we understand, we believe in Christ. We know he's real, but what we believe, furthermore, oh, I'm jumping straight into this one today. What we believe, furthermore, is the embodiment of Christ. You see, whenever Lex, oh, I can't stop talking about Lex. I've been talking about her all day. Whenever we go and and she says we're on her platform, you know, the RDDC, whenever she's closing it out, whenever she's alone, she's with guests, she's with me, whatever it may be, on that platform, she always ends it off by saying, be the change, feel the passion, 
embrace the spirit within. So what exactly is that spirit? We have gone over it very slightly. We've touched up on it beforehand. When we say that, we talk about how we are spiritual beings. You know, we are spiritual beings experiencing a human experience, not the other way around. You are not a human trying to experience a spiritual experience. No, you are a spiritual being. If you were to transfer your consciousness into a cat or a dog, like some religions believe, to where you go and and you are your, your consciousness and you can get reincarnated, you understand that your consciousness is you. You are not the flesh. You are not this body. This show that you see of me right now is not me. This is what I'm using. This is my vehicle. This is how I get around. You know, this is how I shimmy and, and speak to you. But this is not me. This is a temple that I have. That's why people love to say my temple. Right? Take care of my temple. This is my temple. Solid temple. Whatever it may be. This is not them. This is where we currently reside. If that makes sense. So... We believe very firmly in that principle because it is true. It is nothing short of true. It doesn't matter where you look. Even, I'm assuming even atheists believe that. I'm hoping. If not, then that's a whole different level of unlocking that they need to do. You know, everybody's on their journey. At one point, I was an atheist myself. as not to bring anybody down. Everybody's on their own journey. But... We are spiritual beings. That is a fact. Now, if you go, we're going to talk a little bit more about this later on today. I have some good notes for you here today. Whenever we go and where we are right now, actually, let me back up a little bit before I go into that conversation. Where we are right now, as I said, we are talk. I talk a lot about Jesus. So you listening to this right now, you may think, hey, This better not be another thing trying to shove religion down my throat. This better not be somebody trying to tell me that I have to repent and and go against my sins. You see, that is, you know, it's it's church, churchified, churchified stuff. Now, we're not saying there is no such thing as sin. We're not saying there is no such thing as right or wrong, right? Wrong is sin. Wrong is is everything you do wrong is sin. That's what sin is. We are not saying that is not the case, but we are not confined to that. You see a lot of people, and there are people that understand this. If you're listening to this right now, you can go and you can look up certain statistics. And there are churches that go and defend and they have huge hypocrisy whenever they go and they're trying to preach something to someone and they're over here not doing what they preach. They're over here sinning in a really uh, ill-mannered form. They're over here, some pastors or, or fathers, right, in the Catholic Church, what they call them, some fathers are over here doing heinous actions unto children. That is, oh my God. Goodness, you if like ugh, that, that I don't hate a lot of things. One thing I do hate is people like that. To be quite frank with you. Um 
I don't like that one bit. So if you're listening to this right now, you're atheist, you're against me. Hey, you're not against me. You're really not against me. We are in agreement. That is horrible. That is something else. That is uh, definitely some different type of illness within that person. But what we do believe is the principles of what Yeshua, Jesus, as, as most people know him, what Yeshua came and taught. See, a lot of the principles are very, very deep. You know, we don't just talk about lightweight stuff. Like, the Gospels are cool. I, I love to read them. You know, they're really, they're really awesome. And I love hearing what Yeshua did whenever he was on the earth. But you have to understand and break the confines of the church. You know, there are some people that go and stick to the canon Bible, which is, it it could have been very loosely translated. You know, I'm not saying there's things that were put in, things that were taken out, but it's like a game of telephone. You know, I don't know if you know that children's game of telephone. There's a game that you play, you go and you whisper into someone's ear and you try to get it across the room. Basically, everyone whispers down the ear, just passing it down the line. And you try to see if you get the the first phrase of what was said correctly. You know, if everybody interpreted it right, if you get it correctly. That's similar to what it is because the original languages were Hebrew and Aramaic, right? So... When we understand that, we can further know that it may be slightly tweaked. It may not be all the way what it is saying to be. That may not have been the original words that were written. Okay? So, whenever you start to read certain scriptures, and not just the, the canon Bible, whenever you start to read even things outside of that, you have to have the spirit to be able not only to interpret them, but to be able to understand them, to be able to know what it's trying to say deeper than the top. You know, that one thing, uh, read between the lines, right? And then they go and they put up like three fingers, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, that read between the lines situation, you know, you have to go and, and find behind what the what it's saying. It's not just about, okay, this says the, let's say, take Matthew, for example, when Jesus said, okay, well, I say unto you, anyone that looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery, right? If you go and you compare that to the Old Testament, it talks about basically how adultery is a sin. And Jesus came and he upped that. He's like, let me up the standard. He's like, I say unto you, if you even look at someone with some type of attraction, strong, passionate desire, like most people do out here these days because there's a culture in which women have to show their body and they objectify themselves. No offense to you beautiful women because you are all children of God. That is the culture that we live in today. Okay? So whenever we have that understanding, that knowing, where does it come from? Try to read between the lines. Oh, if I look at someone, I'm not committing adultery. It's not cheating. And you even have relationships like that where you go and you're like, well, I can look at another woman as long as I'm not over here doing something with another woman. And to be quite frank with you, I was in a relationship like that once upon a time, a long time ago, where it was like, I, 
almost shared. I, I tweaked my beliefs a little bit based on the person I was in a relationship with. And what had happened was she was a lot into low riders and low rider models, right? If you don't know what low riders are, check them out. They're some of the best cars. <laughs> okay. I still love them. Um, and she was really into low rider models. I wasn't too much into it. It was like, uh, I, I don't really like looking at stuff like that. You know, that's, that's not me. But it ended up being to the point where she was kind of sending me that stuff, you know, sending me girls in bikinis next to lowriders. And I'm like, oh, is this like a, a trap? Is this a setup or something? But it was like, I, I had a conversation with her and she was like, no, I'm just that confident in myself. And I'm like, okay. And then I started to believe that, you know, and I started to believe that. I'm like, okay, well, she's just really confident about herself, really secure about herself. Um, she knows what she is. She knows who she is. Uh, she doesn't mind even me looking at another female. I'm like, okay, well, sure. You know what? Hey, then I don't have to have as much in my mind. I was like, then I don't have to have as much guard on my mind towards what I'm doing with my eyes, right? Come to find out, uh, about a year later, she was very unfaithful and had slept with like seven other dudes. And that was a, ooh, ooh. <laughs> and so that's where it came from. You know, it was almost like a, here, you, you can, you can have a little bit. You, I'll give you an inch, but I'm going to take a mile, you know, rather than if you give me an inch, I'll, I'll take a mile. And now she was like, I'm going to give you an inch and I'm going to take a mile. So it was like, oh, it gives you a more understanding to the mentality behind it. So to actually what can be learned from that really quick, don't let people lower your standard and don't let people push your boundaries because there are a lot of people. Let me let me say this very properly because there are some some situations that are different. There are a lot of people that will come and tell you, hey, I do not want you wearing such and such out. You can't wear this type of clothes in public, you know, and that's something I really do love about the Muslim community is that they go and they have such a respect for another person's wife that they're like, well, I can't even look in that direction. Because of how much respect, because I wouldn't want that done unto me. So they go and they dress them a certain type of way too. They have a standard in which they have to dress as well. I absolutely love that. When it comes to control, that's slightly different. It's different from respect and control. So they have that standard and they are not going to let anybody push that. That is their standard. If a woman is not like that, that, that is interested in them, they're not going to say, hey, well, it's okay. I guess I'll let you know because they, they understand that they have to uphold themselves. And if you do take an inch, you will take a mile. Once you start slowly crossing those boundaries, disrespecting somebody, you're going to take a mile. It doesn't matter. It's a slippery slope, right? That's why people out here in the streets, um, that's why they have such a tolerance or an intolerance, should I say, for disrespect. Because they understand that if they let one thing slide, no matter how minuscule it is, it will ultimately lead to a crash and burn.
slippery slope. If I let you disrespect me, this person thinks they can disrespect me, and then this person thinks they can disrespect me. Next thing you know, I'm going to get robbed. I don't want that. You got to give me respect. And in, in, in your case, that is respecting your boundaries. You have to respect yourself first and foremost before you even start looking for relationships. Because if you start pushing that boundary, yeah, and it will happen, it will happen if you truly love somebody. It may happen just slightly. But if you both love each other, you will both compromise on a really good foundation. You know, and if you have similar foundations, that's why this is why I say that I quote the Bible a lot because it talks about also you have to be equally yoked whenever you're married. What that means is you have to have same underlying principles. You have to have the same or similar principles so y'all can understand each other. Once again, another one is if two cannot agree, how can they walk with each other? That may be a little off, but still, it's principles in which they say. Try to look deeper beyond what they're trying to say, okay? There may be a lot of verses that you disagree with. I disagreed with some of them myself, be quite honest with you. But it's the understanding of what it is behind the surface, right? And we can't do that ourselves, we can't fully do that ourselves. Uh, we can meditate on the word, try to understand, you know, meditate and go like, what do you mean by this? What does this fully mean? Let me put this into context. Let me try to use this in a situation. Let me take myself and my feelings and my emotions out of the picture so I could try to understand this. What is this trying to tell me? Okay, so there, there's, there's a lot that goes on right there. But... We have to understand, if you are listening to this, I hope you are not going down the line of trying to be in the confines of a church. Because the number one thing Yeshua fought with was the Pharisees, the churches, because they were hypocrites, because they were over here uh, basically going against him. No, that's why he came to sinners. These people were over here prideful and arrogant. They're like, oh, I'm above you. I'm above the peasant. <laughs> you know, I I don't have to go and, and do all these healing. Hey, only God can heal them. Hey, you have to give me this much money. You know, and there's a lot of people out here like that too, even today. There's people that will ask for your money as a means of selfish ambition. Even when it comes to that verse really quick. I have to go into teacher, teacher mode again. Whenever it talks about money is the root of all evil, that is always misquoted. The real verse is the love of money is the root of all evil. So if you love money, you're worshiping money, right? That's what you're chasing. That's what you're going after. You'll go and you'll possibly even uh, ruin friendships and burn bridges because of your love for money, right? It causes money. It causes greed. It causes lust. It causes pride. It causes all types of situations in which it can taint your heart. So if you have not heard me previously talk about the heart, that's where your soul is. Your heart is your soul, okay? So your heart is basically the foundation in which you have. 
It's where your subconscious mind is. It's where your beliefs are. It's where your feelings and emotions are. Okay? So your beliefs, there's, there's a, a five-step, a seven-step cycle, excuse me, that I have basically understanding. Uh, that's going to be going on to soul ties. Basically understanding what exactly a heart does what exactly the soul is the whole the the heart and the soul are one just like the mind and the brain right so it's a process so whenever you have a belief system i mentioned this in the last episode you go and you act on that belief system if you believe let's say for example you're ugly you're the ugliest person in the world how could somebody like you uh xyz whatever it may be we'll go on that you believe you're ugly you are going to act as though you are ugly you will never approach the person you want to approach you will most likely not really want to be taken photos of have your photos taken, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say, or take your own pictures. You may use a bunch of filters. You may do this and that, whatever it is to try to modify yourself. If you go a little deeper than that, you may even look at yourself on a materialistic. You're trying to objectify yourself. Once again, like we were talking about, there's a culture. It's hard not to objectify people because that's the culture we live in. Okay, so to go deeper, your deeper belief than that is I am trying to look a certain way. My character doesn't matter because there are people out here that are very horrible, horrible people, you know, and I'm no one to judge. But certain actions that are committed by people out here it's hard not to, <laughs> you know, so I try not to, but they are ill and they believe that they're look. So it's always about having the wrong thing set on your heart. That's still having materialistic uh, reality set in your heart. You don't have that foundation and appreciation for the spiritual, right? Because you're over here focusing on how do I look? Am I pretty? Do I look this good? I don't even care if you could see, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not the best shaven. My hair, it's getting a little longer. That's for a different reason. You know, I'm kind of growing it out. But it's like, it's not very essential. Obviously, I don't want to make a horrible impression and say, okay, I'm just letting myself go. I don't know. I still, I still upkeep myself. I still uphold myself as I should. But I'm not over here focused on, well, maybe I should, you know, get a, a leg thickener or something. You know, maybe I should uh, extend my legs and become six feet tall like most of the people out here talking about that's what they want. That's what the ideal picture of a man is, whatever. You know, I'm not I'm not out here trying to do that because I understand this, this is my temple. You know, going back to it, this is my temple. So you believe in the physical. You believe more in the physical than the spiritual. What I came to find out is that there's almost a difference in realities whenever you're living in, living in the flesh and living in the spiritual. For example, one could be gravity. We'll say gravity, for example. 
gravity, you can go. You understand. We all believe in gravity. It's there. It's constantly there. We understand. We went. To, uh, if you went to school, you may know a little bit of science. You may know a lot about science. You understand how gravity works. Even if you never went to school, you understand that if you drop something, it's going to fall because of the, the mass of the earth that causes a pull. Right? We understand gravity's there. We believe in it. In the spiritual, however, it could be a whole different law. And that's a disclaimer I don't really want to have on here, but that's something that is completely different. You know, that's how I truly believe. Some of you may not believe it, but I truly believe Yeshua walked on water. I truly believed that that was not all that he did, but he could also fly. Now, that sounds horrible, but if if he could teleport, right, if he could basically transfigure himself into another place, because whenever he was tempted in the wilderness, he went and he was right at the top of the temple of, of Jerusalem. If he could do that, why couldn't he fly? You know, he was really limitless because he understood who he was. He understood that he wasn't the flesh. That's how he was able to be taken up into the, the, the skies with God, right? God the Father. So when we come to understand all this, that they are separate, you start elevating your frequency in which you operate. So frequencies, that was actually going to be something way later that I was going to talk about, but we're already here. <laughs> okay, so... If you've ever heard of The Hidden Messages of Water, it is a phenomenal book. It talks about how basically water is, is something just extraterrestrial, really. If you've ever heard of The Hidden Messages of Water, that is a phenomenal book. It talks a lot about basically, well, water. And what the power of water has, what it can do. And one of the biggest things, because I can't remember the author right now. Oh, man, that's itching at me. I can't remember the author, and it's kind of upsetting me. I have the book over there. I could, I could see it right now. But it basically talks about what water can do. And you can go look this up and do your own study if you have the equipment for it. But basically... They went and they spoke, right? You could do it even with a rice experiment. You can grab a, a mason jar, uh, some type of glass, whatever it is you want to grab with rice, okay? Get the rice, put water in it, cook it, make, get it done. Get two different jars, put them in different rooms, okay? And go to one rice Speak love, kind words, compassionate words, just loving words to it. Do the opposite to the other rice, where you just slander it, talk hate to it, call it names, call it stupid, call it idiot, whatever it is. You'll see that the one that you speak negatively to is going to go and basically rot much, much quicker. Understanding this, because the book goes much more in depth into it, is that we are vibrations. 
Our spirits are vibrations. Everything you see around you, even the hard objects that you think aren't moving, are constantly moving. Everything is moving. The air, the the liquid, if you're holding a water bottle, there's water, it's moving. Even if I hold it still, it's still moving in there. The The table... We are constantly moving. We are constantly vibrating. If you go into science, I remember, I can't remember what grade I was in whenever I learned this. It could have been like sixth grade or something like that, fifth grade, third grade, I don't even know. Um, They talk about how everything moves. The molecules in uh, basically the state of matter is always moving. That some are just more closely together than others. Right? So the closer together they are, the harder the object is. But it's still always moving. Slightly, slightly moving. That's why in heat and in cold, things contract and it expand. Okay? Because everything's always moving. Heat allows it to move faster. That's why it expands. Okay? So, when you understand this, you have to understand that we are are vibrations the words that we speak are vibrations our ears are vibration transmitters basically they pick up vibrations and they interpret it into language they interpret it from sounds sounds are vibrations everything is vibrations everything has to do with vibrations take for example have you ever been in a room with someone you were just having a really good time, having a great time, phenomenal time. You were just having a good time, laughing, playing games, joking with one another. And then suddenly somebody else came in the room. They were in a really bad mood. And the whole feeling just shifted. Like the air, you could say, just shifted into almost like a tension or a negative way. Right? Why is that? Because of vibrations. Because you felt the vibrations that they were emitting. You felt that they were either angry or sad or or pissed off, whatever it may have been. They were in a state in which they were emitting vibrations. In which they were emitting vibrations that impacted your vibration. That impacted the vibration you were having with your friend or comrade or brother or sister, whatever it may have been. They changed the vibration in the room just by walking in there because we are always vibrating. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal book. It's beautiful work. And what they also do in that book is they go and they play music. And they take it and they freeze it. They have different types of shapes that they make, almost like snowflakes. And they have designs. And they base that off of what they either said to it or what type of music they played towards that water. It's amazing. If you see it, the beautiful like Beethoven, things like that, things that have created a really positive impact towards that water just make it so beautiful but you have to understand that we are 70 percent water just as we are spiritual beings it correlates to our flesh 
We are 70% water. That's why people have things like the law of attraction. Now, this is a whole loop. It's a full circle. Whenever you go and you hear things about the law of attraction, it talks about beliefs. We just slightly went over beliefs about how basically beliefs are the foundation of how you act. The, high, the, the more real, more aligned, more elevated your beliefs are, more aligned with the spirit, your beliefs are the higher the frequency in which you carry. Okay? So, our mission, our purpose is to expand and open that point of beliefs of what is really, really true and what you should believe in. Now, obviously, we cannot force any beliefs on you. We can really urge you to it. We can pull you to the water, but we can't make you drink it. Remember, you are water, right? So that's what the law of attraction is whenever it comes to the beliefs in which you have. The beliefs that you have also attract what you believe in. If you believe life is abundant, you're going to start seeing it. Seek and you shall find. That's also part of the law of attraction. But the main point of the law of attraction is faith. Your beliefs. The faith in which you have even if you don't see it. It's the faith. It's the belief. The firm belief. The unwavering belief. That is the law of attraction. So everything that this new age tries to portray to do is already and has already been for since the beginning of time right it's always been here they just took it and created a new name to it and tried to use it for the purpose in to gain their own selfish ambitions okay to create their own lives which there's not really anything wrong with creating your own life, creating your own reality, but whenever it's at other people's expense, that's where it starts to go wrong. That's where it starts to take a bad turn, and karma is definitely real. You will reap what you sow. You've probably seen it in your own life. Maybe you've had a situation where you went and you did something you know you weren't supposed to do. And immediately after, or a week after, the same thing happened to you or something bad happened to you. And immediately you thought about, man, that situation that I just had, that's almost like karma. Nah, it's just a coincidence. You try to shrug it off. Nothing is ever a coincidence. There is no such thing as coincidences. There is no such thing as accidents. Ac ac accidents. Accidents. <laughs> There's no such thing as accidents. So, going to understand that, I am not here to tell you about religion. We are not here to try to bring you into a religious confine. Okay? Because... What I've been doing for the first 10 episodes, this is the 10th episode, episode number 10, is laying a foundation, okay? Making sure that you have truth so we can expand into those conversations of elevated purpose, you know? And there will be episodes in between once we even get to that point, 
where we start talking about going back to the basics, basically. We will have those conversations where we go back to basics. We go back to foundation. We go back to what we were talking about in the first 10 episodes, to scripture, quoting scripture, to talking about the, the gospels, to all this type of conversation, to everything and anything. Okay? That's why I love the title, Heck Verzel, because there's really no confines to it, but at the same time, you can expect it. Okay? So, one thing that I do want to talk about, there is actually 11 episodes. <laughs> I have one, but I didn't think it was the best time to release it. And and I'm going to have a series. It's going to be like a hidden episode series. But I have an episode that is unreleased that I said I'm not releasing that. Not yet, at least. I think it was supposed to be episode four or episode three. One of the two. But I had an experience. And it was like a 40-minute episode, 45-minute episode, something like that, where I was talking about... Some people know them as ghosts. You know, I was talking about enemy forces. I was talking about different realms. I was talking about how I've had and encountered real life demons. I've seen them face to face. I've had them touch me. I've had their hands on me. I've had their slobber on me. I've had all this types. I've had many experiences with them. Okay. There's even a situation recently that I haven't really talked about where my brother was seeing them very, very vividly. It was almost like some people would consider it schizophrenia, but I know what it is. Lex knows what it is. We understand what it is. It's an opening to seeing things that other people don't see. Right? Just like we all have our own realities and can create our own realities, it's the same way with people that are diagnosed with schizophrenia. They have an open eye, if you could call it that. And if you notice as well, there is a lot of people, when it comes to doing meth, uh, methamphetamine, most of those people have the same, if not similar, experiences in which they see things the normal person, right, normal quote-unquote person doesn't see. We just call them crazy. We say they're they're on drugs, this and that. We try to rationalize it for our minds rather than trying to expand our minds. So I have an episode where I talk about these situations and these encounters that I've had. You know, if you want to hear that, reach out, you know, let us know that you want to hear it. We we, we got to know, you know, we got to know if you want to hear it. Uh, I have that ready to go. Um, I just didn't think it was the time to release it. I think even episode 11, it would be a good episode 11 or the start of a new series, you know, the hidden episodes, whatever it may be. Um, it still talks a lot about the journey. It still talks about what basically happened in night times and it talks about ufos and magnetic forces that i felt and and things literally on me touching me things that were in my face things that made me freeze yeah 
Hector freezing. I know, right? No, but yeah, there, there's, there's things like that. There's all types of things where it's unrealistic to the average person. That those are conversations that I did not think we were ready to have. Those will be conversations that we will have, as well as going into different dimensions, going into dreams, going into deeper truths that you will not see written, that you would have to have experienced and done extensive research in order to find out or heavily experienced. So those are going to be conversations in which I have been trying to prepare you for. So this is your first episode. Go back, <laughs> turn back, go to one through nine, because you need to prepare for what's to come. This is why I said this was going to be a good one, because it was the preparation and the opening of the real deeper foundation, well, the, the, the more further truth of an expansion of what we know. So it's not going to be the same thing as, okay, well, we talked about the Bible. Now let's go into the Bible. You know, it's it's not going to be anything like that. No, we're going to go into things that people don't even like having conversations about. We're even going to go over the book of Revelations when it talks about the end of the world, the rapture, the second coming of Christ. We're going to be having all these conversations right here on Heck versus Hell. Oh, that was good, right? That was, that was really good. That was like a TV sitcom or something, right? You're like, oh, man, I, you know what? I'm proud of myself. I got to give myself props. <laughs> no, but we will be talking about that here and expanding and, and exploring those conversations with each other. And that is something that you should expect. That is something that will be to come. Now, I will not all the way promise you because I know I've had some some weeks where I've missed the posting date. Some days it was because, you know, I just missed the mark. Other days it was because, you know, because I, I do the own uh, my own editing. I do Lex, uh, the RDDC's editing as well. So... Some days is just a little bit of swamped. Sorry for that. My apologies. I do apologize to all of you who are listening to this and to all of the RDDC familians, fam familians. Uh, I don't even know. I'm going to just say family because <laughs> I know how to say family. But to all of you out here, uh, the RDDC family, um, my, that that's my fault. I'll take the blame on that. And some other weeks, it has also been because... We want to leave a room and kind of build that anticipation for episodes that we put. Like this last week, we talked about, well, the previous week, before the posting of episode 9, we talked about the Ugly Duckling. We posted that up, wanted to make sure that had a space to grow that space for its own stage, you know. But it will be a lot more frequent and a lot more consistent to come. You know, I can't tell you I'm going to hit the mark every single day, every single week, every single Friday, 7 to 7.30 Central Standard Time. No, I can't. I can't tell you that. I can't make that promise. Uh, I got to be honest. But I will do my very best <laughs> because I love having these conversations. I love going into these talks and uh, 
just connecting, you know, having having the feedback that we get, having the the download, seeing the download, seeing you from all over the world listening to this right now from some states and countries that I haven't even heard of because I'm ignorant, right? So all types of things, you know, it's it's beautiful to see all that and and get the feedback that we get, you know, show the love and we'll receive the love that you guys give us because we love to give that love too, you know? So it's, it's beautiful to see. That's why we love doing what we do, but I will continue to keep more consistent with it. This episode was solely for the purpose of laying it down and telling you why it was where we were and where it's going and what to expect furthermore. Okay. So this has been heck versus hell where the truth we have tell. <laughs> I'm Hector Rivera. You already know. As always, like we say, we'll see you on the flip side. I love you all. Peace, love, blessings. See you Friday.